Welcome back, everyone. Happy 2022. Welcome back to the Apartment 2308 podcast. I'm joined today by yours truly, Brandon. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing very well. How are you doing? You know, New Year, same me. This is 2020 part two, as the uh, Zoomers are saying nowadays, 2020 part Mm. two. It's all the same, really, I guess. Just one big extension. Yeah, the weeks blend together, and now that we're older, so do the years. Yeah, last year really flew by, and I'm sure this year is going to be the same way, especially with the new wave coming through. Things are shutting down again. So after the dust settled and the new year, you know, now that it's here, did you end up making any New Year's resolutions? Uh, um, I am going to commit more to climbing. I I really want to hit that V6. I always get to like the V4, maybe like one or two V5 levels and then kind of lose interest or like something comes up that I have to cancel my membership or something like that. So I want to really stay focused with that. Um, my goal last year was to do like a journal entry every day. Okay. Um, so I want to continue doing that this year. Are they long Um, entries? Are they just thoughts uh, goals for the day stuff like that or yeah it kind of changes year to year um last year i kept it pretty simple i just did like a just like one page a day just okay. kind of what happened or any thoughts or anything like that um and then i would just like make like a gratitude list like <laughs> like just like five things that uh that were good in my day or something that's productive that's a uh, good for the mental health hell yeah hell yeah brother yes sir so uh keep going with that um I want to be a little better about meditating. Uh, I try to do like 10 minutes in the morning. Um, but last year was a little hard um, transitioning from like through like Zoom school, like school where I could do it like whenever I wanted to now like with work. Um, mm-hmm. I find like it's only like helpful in the morning. Like if you just meditate and go to bed, like, you know, <laughs> you're not really getting any benefits. So I want to be better about like carving out some time in the morning to get that in. Well, but uh, yeah. Heck yeah. There. What about yourself? Um, yeah, I didn't come up with any. I uh, <laughs> I, re- I don't feel like changing yeah. this year. So yeah, <laughs> we'll get them next time. Twenty twenty three. Here we too go. Too much. Too much. <laughs> mission failed. Twenty twenty two already. Yeah, mission failed. We'll get them we, next time, boys. <laughs> we're one week in. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was one crazy new year. I got to tell you, we uh, um, for for those of you who are in the Colorado area, you know about the Marshall Fire, which uh, was a pretty big fire um, that burned, I think, a thousand homes. Um, yeah. So I think this happened last Thursday, which is, let's see, was that the 30th? Yeah. So yep. I'm here working, you know, just stressing out trying to get my deadlines in i'm designing away i'm drafting i'm going hard in the paint then i check my phone and our property management company sends us a uh, text saying evacuate <laughs> i'm like bro what do i do get out now <laughs> evacuate what do you mean <laughs> so that's all they say just one word no 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 it's uh, <laughs> this is your property management blah 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 fill in the company yeah, yeah. um please evacuate something along those lines um so i'm 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 at my desk here at home my home office and uh i text all my bosses i say hey 
I've got to evacuate. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> so I leave work a couple hours early, which kind of stressed me out because I, I had a lot of stuff to do that day. Um, so Jasmine and Jordan are here and we're scrambling. We don't know what to do. So Jordan goes outside in the driveway to check where the fire is and he just sees smoke and he comes inside to tell Jasmine and I that it's not that bad. And while he's saying those words, it's not that bad. He's wiping a piece of ash off his shoulder. <laughs> I'm like, God damn. So there's like, there's 115 mile an hour winds going on outside, like upwards of 115. Eesh. That's where it topped out. Hurricane force winds. Um, just blowing that fire. So that fire's picking up quick. And uh, quick side story. Um, so this wind blew down our fence. Or it like it broke our fence, Damn. and I look out my window. I'm on yeah. the second floor, and I see our neighbor trying to fix a fence with duct tape. <laughs> this man is duct taping the fence together. But, and, <laughs> anyways, so we get as much stuff as we can um, put together, and we go and we get in the cars. It took us like half an hour. So guess what I grabbed? Just just take a All couple right, guesses. All right, so you, you got thirty seconds to go. Uh, if you've got any alcohol or weed, secure that. Okay. Maybe uh, grab a laptop, some headphones for sure, phone. That's good. Uh, and maybe a, a notebook or a book or something. Um, you got to secure your traffic light. <laughs> you know, that's going to be heavy, but that's going to be the last thing you grab and then you're out. I wish I grabbed my traffic light that. <laughs> <laughs> it makes so much sense, though. I was missing Just running down the street. <laughs> The backpack and this huge ass traffic light. See, the problem is I don't have my own car, so I'm riding with Jasmine, and you know I don't want to yeah. take too much. So what I I ended up packing and what I ended up with at my mom's house in Greeley, I uh, packed my Glock. <laughs> I grabbed my Glock. <laughs> I, I <laughs> you're ready for the apocalypse. I'm ready for anything. I will raid a Walgreens. If you're gonna I have shoot to. shoot the fire. <laughs> Back up. Start blasting. <laughs> uh, so I grab my Glock. No extra ammo. You know, I'm trying to stay light. Uh, gotcha, it's in its gotcha, case. Yeah. I, I'm not like, I'm, it's not tucked in my, <laughs> my pants or anything like that. It's a, it's in his case. I pack a camera, my camera, uh, my work laptop mm -hmm. and my personal laptop. One long sleeve shirt, a pair of underwear, pair of socks, no pants. I just left the house with shorts. I just, just free ball it. You, you know, got your underwear. Yeah. Um, and that's it. I didn't, I didn't pack a charger for my phone. I didn't, I didn't pack shit. I was not prepared for the end of the world. I, uh, I would have died if this would have been a more serious situation. 30 minutes took us pretty long to get out of the house. And I'd like to think I would have done better, but I, I didn't, I need to go back. Um, so that's been on my mind lately. Uh, so after a couple days, we're watching, or the next day we watch the news. It's December 31st at this point, and we're getting reports that it's, uh, or I guess this is the same day because it was only a one day fire. Um, so later that evening, uh, we watch the progression of the fire and it, it's like right across the street from my house. It burns like the local community park and it's uh we're we're mm -hmm. thinking that everything's gonna be toasted so that was quite sad to think about and um it was just shocking i, I didn't it was totally out of blue we didn't expect it um to creep on 
creep up on us so fast and in our area but what am i trying to get at here it was so anyways to make a long story short we're lucky to have our house still it was uh yep. pretty intense and you know i feel really bad about all those families over a thousand homes or structures i think at least mm-hmm. just a shitty way to enter the new year so lessons yeah, learned yeah. here that's tough have a go bag and yeah that's that's really it you can't really do much about a fire can you you shoot at it and it might shoot back you never know Gonna be some casualties there. No, yeah, that's crazy because it's not really a wildfire area. No, is it like where you are? Like you're pretty like residential area. There's not a lot around. Right. Yeah. There's um, grassland. It's an interesting area to be affected. Yeah, everything was dry and it's December in Colorado, so it's a bit. It's kind of peculiar. And uh, can you take a guess as to what potentially started the fire? Just take a guess. Um, probably some like high school kids having a bonfire. Guess again. Or someone smoking a cigarette. Okay, those are good guesses. Um, I'm looking what, it up now. But, uh, what's um, was it like a baby gender reveal party? That's uh how a big fire started in California. That was a massive fire. I do recall that. Um, no, all good guesses though. Um, ultimately, a shed fire on the land of, of a cult like so yeah holy shit it what? caught on fire yeah so this headline from the that's the craziest one yet shed fire on land of cult eyed as cause of devastating colorado blazes that destroyed a thousand homes a cult fucked us could you imagine god damn they had some some dark ritual there they put a curse on put a curse on you just they wreaked havoc like they summoned the devil to <laughs> spread fire across Colorado. God damn. Yeah, that's some bad juju coming our way. I I, I want to look into the details of it more. I'll lie. That's that's pretty much the surface level stuff that I understand from the situation. Um not ideal. Not ideal. Yeah, well, I didn't really know there were cults in Colorado. Yeah, I wasn't aware. Like, and so like, close. They're down the street, your friendly neighborhood you, cult. You got to be careful, man. <laughs> They're all around you. What? Setting sheds on fire. <laughs> Thank God. What purpose was that for? I, I have no idea. Was it a, a ceremonial ceremonial burning? <laughs> it was a ceremonial burning of a shed. That's it was right. a, a sacrifice. <laughs> I can't imagine. I hope it wasn't a sacrifice. Um, but we'll, we'll have it's to... like the scene from Mids- Midsummer. I haven't seen that movie, but I, I have. Oh, you haven't seen it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But stay tuned for an update next week. Thank you for allowing me to ramble about that. But it was a traumatizing event for a lot of people. And well, uh, it took us 30 minutes to get out of our neighborhood. There were people walking their dogs still. And there was this Amazon mm-hmm, driver. Mm-hmm. This man was still delivering packages and everyone's Jeez. trying to evacuate. <laughs> I have a clip of it. It's insane. It's a dedicated hey, Bezos. Yeah, gotta please Lord Bezos. He doesn't care. Bezos is in his earpiece saying, he's just, get he's those just... fucking packages. 
He's got his little Amazon van. He's pulling up like directly next to a house on fire. Just throws the package just like right into the burning house. Well, <laughs> Delivered. The, job done. The thing is, is I don't know how he got into our neighborhood. Everyone was trying to leave. <laughs> so I, I <laughs> they opened up the other side of the road so they could have two lanes. You know, it was I, I that man Jeez. really needed to get that package to the <laughs> to their owner that wasn't in their home that, anymore because he had to back <laughs> I'm one day delivery. They can't let you down. No excuses. What a good service. It's I say it's worth what the thirty how much is it a year or a month? I, I don't have prime, but um my family has it, so I'm not too familiar. But yeah, it's it's, it's definitely worth it. It's gotta be worth it if they're delivering during wildfires, so that was my new shout years. out shout out that guy. Shout uh, out employee of the year. <laughs> Employee of the company yeah, for, for the next five <laughs> Man, he probably delivered during a hurricane too. He'd get on his surfboard and deliver yeah, a give, package. Give this man like a presidential medal of freedom or something. Give that's, him a gold vest. That's a true American. Something. God damn. <laughs> a little golden Amazon logo. He was the definition of unbothered. <laughs> he did not give a single shit that day. <laughs> a fire? Uh, yeah. Not dealing with that. Thank you. So the cherry on top of everything is that the very next day, there was a winter storm. Yeah. It was, it snowed on us. It snowed like six inches. No, wait, was it six inches? I don't know. It was probably four to six inches the very next day. So mm -hmm. everything was burnt to ashes and then we got snowed on. So it made recovery and um, just getting to the place is kind of difficult. It's a shit situation. We left in flames and returned in the ice. How uh, symbolic. Very uh, poetic, yeah. Well, how's the how's the last week been? Everything been pretty calm? Yeah, so the first day we returned, which was actually January 1st, um, we all got back mm -hmm. roughly around the same time. Um, our power went out a couple of times for a little while just rolling the blackouts mm -hmm. um our gas was turned off obviously they don't want to blow up houses <laughs> and help out the fire so that was turned off um our water we we were given a boil water order that was just lifted yesterday so oh damn yeah was, for a full week yeah yeah we uh didn't have wi-fi which is crazy oh no we didn't have wi-fi uh for like three days it was like three days i think mm -hmm. so i couldn't work monday or tuesday because of it and i don't have a car to go to work so i'm happy that my uh employers are very nice and willing to let me uh gather myself after fleeing from a fire so shout out to my company yeah. um but now i think we're pretty much back to normal our neighborhood is in good shape so i'm happy for that is there a lot of like uh, community outreach, uh, a lot of like uh, volunteering uh, events to go help all the all the people who lost their homes? Absolutely, I think the Boulder OEM or like one of the local areas they have like a link to donate or to sign up for volunteering. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll add that at the yeah we could just add it. It's just a link at the end of the episode in the description. But one of my uh, former professors at CU lost his house. I saw a fundraiser on Facebook. I mm -hmm. think um yeah they were trying to raise five thousand dollars and they're at fifty one thousand. so 
uh, while it's not Holy ideal yeah. to have your house burned down, it's good to have the support. So that's uh, that's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a sad situation, but uh, seeing the community response is always always pretty uh, pretty wholesome. Good to see. Oh yeah, people is, is uh was the university affected? No, the, any of the uh, dorm housing or they wrote not that far I, enough away. Not that I know of. I think there was two fires that were started. One was the Marshall Fire, and the other one was like a uh, North Folk. Some I, I forget the name of the second yep. fire. Forgive me, but um. Around the Boulder area, I think northern Boulder. So nothing really touched the university. Gotcha. But crazy times. Stay safe, everyone. Let's see. Yeah, well, glad it's all put out. As crazy as like such a short period. Like it just spreads so fast with like 100 mile an hour winds, you were saying. like, And then just over in like a day or two. Yeah, it it's was, crazy how quickly it spreads and then how quickly it can go out. Eight hours, half a billion dollars in damages, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. Crazy times. That's a 2020 part two for you. Yeah, well, I guess that technically happened in 2021, so we'll leave that there. That's that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I, that yeah, that happened last one year. Enough, one final send off. So 2021 can suck my ass. 2022, <laughs> let me uh, kiss that ass. Is is my attitude Let's go. now? Thank you for that. Good life. year, 2022. This is my year. I'm not gonna change or improve myself. I'm gonna stay the same. Yes, sir. Wait for the world to change. Don't change for the world. That's the way I see. Much easier. It. <laughs> yeah. But 2021, of course, started with a bang too. So started with a bang and ended with a bang. With uh, we had all the the Capitol riots on January sixth last year. So I got to tell you, so a- we uh, my roommates and, and I took shots. <laughs> cheering for, for January sixth, to- yeah, the anniversary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were some good shots though. We said cheers and then clink clink and then uh, down the hat from there. <laughs> So. Shots of what? Shots. I th- I think I had a shot of whiskey and they had tequila. So okay, I'm a whiskey man. Nice. A little bit of celebratory drink. And then Joe Byron came to one of our cities here in Colorado to speak, I think, for the oh, fires. Yeah. really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Did you go? I did not, no. Yeah. I don't have a car, so. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if you like caught a ride from someone else, that would, would go. Yeah, that makes sense. Mr. Biden out in Colorado, though. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm like, my guy, he's just going to stop in and then just peace out. I appreciate the sentiment, but it's, I mean. It... Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It was the same thing with, like, the shooting in Boulder. Like, he gave, like, one speech on it. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of it. This man. I forgot about the shooting. That also happened last year. So it was a tough year for Colorado. Yeah, the Boulder area is getting, uh, is not, what am I trying to say here? It's, I was going to say clapped, but it seemed like the, the gravity of the situation did not need that kind of response. But um, just keep Boulder in your thoughts is what I'm trying to say. 
This is a bounce back year for Boulder, though. Here we go. I believe. 2022. Um, year of Boulder. It's always Boulder's year. I'm happy the Dark Horse didn't burn down. It was nowhere close there. So. Oh, God bless. God bless. God bless, not the Dark Horse. That is my sanctuary. I, I drive there. Oh, well, I, I lift there, you know. Um, so I get a ride. I pay someone 30 bucks to take me to Boulder. And I meditate on the bar. And then I come back home to start my work. It's, it's my uh, yeah. daily daily habit. It's a good day. Uh, do you know the song At the End of a Bar, the country song? I believe so. Like Chris Young or something. Yeah. yeah. that's. I, I think of you when I hear that song. I just pictured you going to the dark horse and <laughs> encountering different things there every day. That's my life. That's my life. Yeah. Living life at the dark horse. And I, I always think about that song, "Fuck 'em up, fuck 'em up," you know, by MC. Uh, yes, sir. MC, MC type. type. Yep. Wings at the dark horse. They are as good as he raps about. They're that fucking good. So if you're in the area, try Wings at the Dark Horse. Are they? They give you the whole wing. Like they don't give you like the small, like trimmed wing. They give you the the actual whole wing. The big, which is kind of unusual. It's so good. Yeah, it's like three good joints. Deal. I think three jointed wings. Mm-hmm. All right, to uh, move to our next story here. So I was, I gave you a brief description. A uh, troop of monkeys has killed up to two hundred and fifty dogs. Our transition. <laughs> I just this story's been on my mind for a week, ever since I heard it on another podcast. I I've just been thinking about it, and yeah, it's it's got me thrown off. So what ultimately happened is I think a pack of wild dogs in India, um, mm-hmm. killed a baby monkey. So this troop of okay. monkeys said, "Nah." They went to the village. They picked up dogs. They climbed to the top of trees and buildings. And threw them off. They killed 250 dogs. That town doesn't have Holy any shit. more dogs. And after they got done killing the dogs, they started attacking small children. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. So could you could you imagine the carnage? It's it happened in Lavul, India. It's about three hundred miles. Did kids away. die? Did kids die from this? No, no. They, I think they were just assaulted. The dogs were the, okay. the primary victims here. They, the victims, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a 5,000-person town, 300 miles east of Mumbai. Wow. I, that's coordinated. It, that takes coordination, right? Like, yeah, that's a, that's one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. The uh, My initial thoughts of it is, uh, are monkeys becoming sentient? Like, is this like a religious moment? Like, you had a baby be killed... And then now these monkeys, like all of a sudden, have this coordination and the consciousness to band together to defeat these demon dogs, literally hurling them from roofs. They legitimately Crazy. must have had like a war meeting where all the head monkeys gathered around a tree stump and said, "Ooh ah ah ooh," <laughs> and that meant it just yeet the dogs. Could you imagine being a little pug, a cute ass pug, taking a shit? It- and getting picked up and thrown off a roof. Getting well, <laughs> eaten off a roof. But like, why? Wild dogs are vicious. 
Like that, that's a dangerous job. Yeah. Like, you, you have to be super coordinated. I don't think one monkey could do that. No, like they're heavy. Um, and they are vicious. So you'd have to have a coordinated attack from at least like three, four, uh, were they chimps or monkeys? Let's see them. So they're monkeys. I'm trying to see what kind monkeys. of monkeys and how many monkeys there were. Let's see. Were there any uh, monkey casualties in this great battle? Not any that were reported. I think some of the villagers started launching their own attack back, but let me confirm that. Let's see. They uh, the who did the villagers side with here? <laughs> okay. Were they team team monkey or or team team dog? Let me read this line to you. Villagers and tried to catch the monkeys. News eighteen said. But several of them became injured in the process. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, monkeys scare me. I'm not. Yeah, I'm letting them do their thing. They will bite you. They're so nimble. You're not catching them. It says, typically there's a preference for attacking a third party associated with the original aggressor or opposed to the actual aggressor. What does that mean? I, I don't know. It doesn't state what kind of monkeys in this article here, but. Do not fuck mm -hmm. with the monkey. You kill one monkey baby, and they're gonna exterminate your entire species. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna That's crazy. They're launching like a religious war. <laughs> they're like a couple IQ points away from rising up and taking over the world, like like the the movie Rise. Is it, is it, I was gonna say this is the start of like Rise of the Planet of the Apes, right here. Planet of the Monkeys. We can bioengineer a serum. To inject into these monkeys and make them intelligent, and then we can have our own squad of dead monkeys. I'd rather they be monkeys than like apes. Uh, they're at least smaller. Like getting attacked by an ape, that would be that, absolutely miserable. I could not imagine. Although maybe a monkey is worse because they're just like their small arms are like slowly clawing at you, whereas an ape will kill you pretty quick. I think chimps are super scary. Like they could just. Pull off your arm if they wanted to. Like, no problem. They're super strong. Yeah, they can just rip your entire face off. Like, they know where to go. They know where to target. They'll go right for the eyes, for the neck. This uh, story brings me to my first ever Would You Rather. This isn't a hard one. Oh, yeah. Before we move on. Okay. What was, uh, <laughs> what was the civilian response here? You imagine walking down the street and you see a monkey on top of a building, just like fucking like the Simba meme, like where like the monkey like throws the lion off the cliff. Like, that's, what would you do? Like, I I would move. That's a battle zone. There's what carnage. is this hellhole? Two hundred and fifty yeah. dogs on the street. Yes, that's a that's a lot of dogs. That's it's no small number. You're just oh. man. That's, That's going to make a huge mess. A huge mess, yeah. I wonder what the largest dog they were able to kill was. Like, a pack of wild dogs, right? Like, you'd have to separate them and then launch the attack. And How do you hold on to a dog while climbing? Yeah, those things are, are strong. They're wily. They're vicious. Yeah, like... they're... yeah, so they... Ultimately, they try to capture some, and then they were attacked in the process. And that's pretty much as far as this insider story goes. 
So when was this? Is is the war over? Have the the dogs surrendered? The the monkeys there have are, gotten their sufficient revenge. There aren't any dogs in this village anymore. I think they killed all the dogs in the village. They got them. At least all the ones they could carry. Yeah, it's only a village or a town of five thousand people. So it's it's not the biggest place. Wow. Yeah, that was not a very well fought war by the dogs. They got they got clapped. <laughs> they got they got one baby monkey. There there had to have been one or two monkey casualties. Like I don't know. Even like our military would struggle to exterminate all the the wild dogs there. It's an impressive uh, show of military force. Do you take this as a, a sign of aggression from the monkeys? Like, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, we see you doing those research studies. Like, we see you putting us in zoos. Could you don't don't touch that baby monkey, or we're we're gonna end. We're gonna attack all these people at the zoo. Like, That's game over for you, boys. Could you imagine being a really stocky monkey and just getting a, a kill streak of dogs? Just double kill <laughs> you throw two small dogs off a roof like triple kill he's gonna call in a nuke there is like a call of duty he's like, called in the moab if i was a person i'd be afraid to walk in the street like you're gonna get crushed by a flying dog like landing on you just like that that could probably like seriously injure you maybe even kill you depending on how tall these buildings are but not a pretty sight not not I'm, ideal. Also a crazy way to kill the dogs. Like, why not just like jump the dogs and like, you know, like tear them apart? Why like carrying them up a building and then throwing them? That seems way harder. I guess it's not that hard. If they're able to get that high of a body count, it must not be that difficult. Uh, I don't know if I want to watch videos of this happen happening. I don't know if it was captured on video, but <laughs> this happened December 18th of last year. And it, yeah, that's why it's been on my mind for a week. It's just, it's nothing I've ever heard of. Unprecedented times, dude. That's for sure. Well, I mean, now more than ever, we got to go into the metaverse. Um, we got to escape this reality. Chimps are rising up, or monkeys. Monkeys are rising up. We need to escape it. But, but uh, yeah, we can move on now. No, no. Thank you for, uh, listening in on that story is baffling but so would you rather be attacked by wild a pack of wild monkeys attacked and killed you're mauled to death you have no choice in the matter you can't fight back whatever a pack of wild monkeys or a pack of wild dogs uh how big are the monkeys uh and how big are the dogs (laughs) <laughs> that's a good point yeah you're not being attacked by a pack of chihuahuas um we're gonna say german shepherds and i don't know very many types of monkeys just monkeys that are comparable yeah, in size 30 50 pound monkey yeah 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 um see i think i would go dogs you think they'll bite you you have like the the sharp pain but dogs will go for your jugular. You'll bleed out pretty quickly. Monkeys, I don't, I don't know how they'll kill you. They'll like tear your limbs off. They'll, they'll guide your eyes out. Like, they'll tear your skin apart. That, 
they're sick right they will i think i could do it they are brutal creatures as evidenced by our previous story like you'll be hammer fisted i'm not not messing with that and if i kill one of them then they're going to retaliate against the entire human species they're gonna go after your children. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be going after my children. <laughs> the dogs, you know, they'll eat me and then then move on. Fair play. Fair play. Yeah, I think a dog death Fair play is to quicker. Him. Like, yeah, monkeys. That would be a gruesome death. I agree with you there. Not a controversial. Would you rather? But I just wanted to go through your thinking on that one. That that's a fair assessment of the situation like monkeys will pull off your fingers one by one just because it's fun like they're having a good time dogs they are all all masochists (laughs) masochists. or uh sadists sorry (laughs) not masochists masochists what is masochism again masochism that's because it's like hurting yourself (laughs) yeah (laughs) you you enjoy the pain yourself sadists you you like the pain of others They're, they're definitely sadists there's probably a few masochistic monkeys out there too. I wouldn't doubt it. They're they're uh, crazy fucks. Do not mess with monkeys. Do you have any topics you'd like to go over on your list for this week's episode? Um, yeah. Well, in uh, contrast to your <laughs> New Year's story, <laughs> I did a, a quick trip to New Orleans uh, for my New Year's. That's right. Hell yeah. Very very different. Um, I had texted you about the fire and you said i'm dead <laughs> because you were hungover i think when i had texted i was you. <laughs> i was wrecked <laughs> i was like the stark contrast in our situations right now <laughs> holy shit okay okay continue no yeah i mean it was uh it was a short trip we flew out the 29th um me and a friend um it was a 6 a.m flight so up at 3 30 a.m get it moving shit. Um, but we were worried because there are a lot of flight cancellations at the time. Mm-hmm. And there still are, but uh, we made it there, no issues. Um, and then make it to the city. Uh, first day was like pretty short. Uh, we got there like five p.m. or something, and and we'd been up since like three thirty. So we just like walked around the city, um, checked got out like the French man. Quarter. Nice. Yeah, I got some food. Um, the one thing I'll say about New Orleans, it was just so weird because uh, it was just so lively. Like it's like I hadn't seen that many people just like out and about. Like just walking around, just like you know, eating dinner, like going to stores, just like out in the park. Um, the, the vibes. It was are just there. packed everywhere. Yeah, it was just like a like the pandemic like doesn't exist. Like everyone's just out living life. It was it was it brought a tear to my eye. It was it was very wholesome to see. Oh. Um, yeah, but that was it for the first day. Uh, not too much. Um, then the second day, uh, this was the thirtieth. Okay. Um, the only thing we had planned was to go to the the World War II museum. You nice. bought tickets for that. Um, okay. Because that's like the number one like tourist thing you do everywhere. Um, and I didn't expect much. Uh, I don't know anything about the World Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have even told you like the leader of China or Japan in World War II. Uh, like I just knew the big stuff, like you know Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah, the, the war was over nineteen forty five. That's it. D Day, whatever. Um, but yeah, so we go there. Uh, not expecting much, but I spent five hours in this museum. Wow. I, I was captivated. This this was like the museum I've ever been to. It, they did a, an amazing job of like telling the story, like the buildup and like the, the different countries' perspectives. They go into like a ton of detail about like the individual people, like making like crazy decisions, you know, and okay. they, they put everything into context really well. Um, 
And it was just really interesting hearing about like the, the progression of the war and especially of the United States. Um, like I didn't really realize like how in, in, insignificant the U.S. was before World War II. Like yeah. prior to being attacked by Japan on Pearl Harbor, like we were like the 13th military. Like we, we were nothing. Like Germany's military was like 10 times what ours was. Like we, we were nothing. And, um, and then, yeah, and then uh, Pearl Harbor happens and then, you know, we kick off and then really what won the war, uh, well, I won't go into too much detail about the history, <laughs> no, but that's good. It's, it's good. Like interesting because it. it's like, it's like the American manufacturing is what won the war. We had all this like oil and gas and like high quality alloys and steel. That's right. So we already start shitting out planes and tanks and ships and turn the tide up the war. And it's always interesting because like, I mean, looking back now at wars, I mean, the outcome seems like determined. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like, of course, the allies would win over the Axis powers. But like looking at like the, the progression of the war step by step, like it re- really was like the Axis powers that were, were kicking ass the first few years. Before. Like they, they had like a map of uh, Europe and they showed like the, uh, the allied powers and the Axis powers. And Germany just obliterates like all of Western Europe. Like they conquer like France, they conquer like Norway, Sweden, like up to the northeast. They control all of Western Europe, and then it's like literally just like this small island of the UK, and that's it. Versus like the entire Western European continent. There was nothing stopping them. They were they were moving fast. I mean, that was his tactic. He just went in there, shot yeah, troops. Yeah, the blitzkrieg. And, yep. Mm, yep. It was, <laughs> and then they got greedy. And, and at one point, was it Russia back then in those times, or was it like the USSR? My my world history is very yeah yeah terrible yeah, yeah. USSR. But he, tr- I th- Mr. Stalin. Yeah, I think Hitler tried to attack Stalin. Didn't he try to invade or something like that? And that kind of fucked up. Like they had a they had a uh, an alliance or at least like a a non fighting clause. Yep, yep. To uh, kind of push out they the, the Allied powers, and right. they did. Um, and then, yeah, Hitler turns on Stalin. He's like, you know, our our uh, our army is much stronger than the Russia or the USSR, so we can take them too. So, what a so then, uh, yeah, but that that turned out to be a big mistake because you know, of course, now you're fighting the war on two fronts. Exactly. You know, now you got to battle the East, and now you got to control, uh, prevent from the from the South, from the from the UK. Um, and those winters yeah, they were went into harsh. a lot like that that's... yeah really was like a a war of attrition for a while there yeah uh and that was interesting they they explored a lot of different aspects like that they, they had like polls of like uh american perception of the war like should we go to war um, interesting like throughout like the 40s okay and it was interesting it was like 1941 the beginning is like almost no one wanted to um, and at this point, it was like it's pretty clear Germany was kicking ass. Like, um, it's pretty much just the UK left and like to hold on to all of Europe. And America's like, you know, eh, that, that's over there. It's not our problem. Um, but as like things became more and more dire throughout the 40s, public perception started to shift. Um, and then it was a slight majority favoring going to war. Um, and then, of course, Pearl Harbor happened in uh, December, which, uh, brought us into the war but it would have been interesting to see what had happened if uh we weren't attacked by japan if we would have ended up going to war uh soon after anyway yeah i think that's an interesting hypothetical to think about i mean 
that was a catalyst. It, uh, we were, I mean, we joined the war kind of late, right? It was like a later campaign mm-hmm. that we started. And so it was a long war before we had entered. And I, I can't imagine that now in the present day. Like it, it, it wasn't that long ago either. The 1940s, not that long ago. Yeah, 75 years or so. Uh, but yeah, then they went into some detail on like, uh, they had like an entire like section, uh, the like a huge wing of the museum just devoted to D-Day. So they like, really broke it down to like the individual beaches and the individual platoons and like the mission objectives for each one. And uh, they spent like months and months because I mean, this was like the largest uh, amphibious invasion in history, like the largest military military effort ever. They had small boats, they had fishing boats, they had all kinds of different boats out there. Yeah, they had like a wall um, of like all the ships and planes mm-hmm. that were used in D-Day. And it, it's insane, like just seeing the, the sheer number of like these huge like carrier ships and like destroyers and all this stuff just going across the channel. And uh, like they tell the story of like the misinformation too, leading up to the invasion to try to convince Hitler that like the invasion was not going to come at Normandy. That was going to come like through Norway or Sweden or like through a, through a different point. Okay. Um, and, uh, ultimately, uh, what, one of the decisive points of, uh, D-Day was, was that, uh, like the leader, um, I forget the, it was some general who was in charge of like the, the, I forget the term, like the Western border, the Pacific border, uh, Hitler, like heavily fortified all along the coast there okay. where Britain would invade. Gotcha. And uh, the the general was uh, back home visiting his family in Germany <laughs> at the time of the invasion, at the time oh. of D Day, so that uh, delayed uh, Germany's ability to send reinforcements. They were caught with their pants down. Was... They they sure did. Um... And um, it was also interesting. They uh, the uh, I forget whose decision it was. I think it was the American guy. Um, Eisen, I think it was Eisenhower's decision of whether to go ahead with the the war or with the the invasion okay. it was scheduled for like early early june or july and uh there was really bad weather that day um like very cloudy like bad seas um but they've been planning this for months and months and they've spent like all this time like setting up this like misinformation to convince Germany that it's not going to happen there and it's not going to happen now um so they have this like whole section and they like run through the dialogue of like the different generals like you know, have like the the plane, like the leader of like the the military saying like, oh, we should invade. Like now's the time. It's what we scheduled for. We have all this like coordination ready to go. Uh, and then you have like the leader of the Air Force being like, nah, like we don't have like it's too, <laughs> nah, too like we can't see. We can't provide like sufficient air coverage. And and then uh, like the, the generals are split 50-50. Okay. Uh, and then it's just 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 Eisenhower there like, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> So they have this huge buildup, and then like the, the quote is like is just like, okay, let's go, <laughs> and then then that that kicks off the invasion, and you know, it's pretty badass. This is history, but straight up just said okay, fam- famous lines there. Yeah. Let's go. That's inspirational. I like um, that. From yeah, so uh, we learned uh, some history while we were there. It was good. You were there for five hours. You said so. Damn straight, you learned some history. That's really awesome. The uh only i haven't been to that museum i've been to the holocaust museum and i think that had yeah, yeah. the same kind of feeling is very informative and it 
it's a really cool museum to visit. Have you been to that one? I have, yeah. That's a tough one to go through, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's well done. Yeah, yeah. It uh, achieves its purpose. So, New Orleans, though. So you go to the museum. You're there the second day, right? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of history there for everyone. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the history detour. It was pretty cool. Um, I yeah, loved we just about it. Yeah, it was fascinating. They had a they had a movie there, like a little hour long thing. Uh-huh. With, like they had like planes that would come down in like real life, and like towers set up that would like shoot. Uh, and it was like, is they had a, like a bunch of A list actors? It's like Tom Hanks, yeah, like Toby Maguire who Toby <laughs> made Maguire? an appearance. Like, just his voice. He was the voice of a soldier for one scene, and it was cool. Were you watching like um, the Pacific or something? The show, the HBO show, because I think Tom Hanks was had something to do with it. Was he in that too? I, I I'm not sure. Nice. It, it sounds familiar, but. I could be wrong. So. Uh, this was like specific to the museum. Though. I see. This was I like that, uh, an exhibit built in uh, that integrated with the movie. Um, but yeah, the rest of the day was not too eventful. We just like walked around um, more of the French Quarter. We went along like the Mississippi River, the River Walk, um, checked out the food, of course. Uh, I had a, a fried alligator po' boy down there. That, that was, sounds so that good. Was good. How was is good? What was, was the, good. the best good. thing you ate? Uh, my favorite, um, the beignets, uh, were fire. Yeah. I don't know if you know what a beignet is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's very similar to a donut. It's like a, you can look it up. It's like a, kind of like a pouch, um, of like dough batter that you like fry and then cover with powdered sugar, but it's oh, like hollow. Whoa. So it, it's, it's basically like a, a modified donut. Um, that sounds good. That was delicious. God damn. Okay. Um, the jambalaya, also of course, at the top. I want jambalaya. Sounds so good. I think I'm hungry. Yes, sir, it the sounds rice, so good. The beans, the meat, the the Cajun seasoning in there. It's oh all there. My. It's, it's great. Um, yeah. So uh, that was kind of the next day or so. I was just kind of walking around, doing the touristy things, seeing the parks, and walking through the city. Um. And then for for New Year's Eve, we of course uh, we pre-gamed because <laughs> the bars are expensive. Oh, okay. Uh, so we went to like a a Seven Eleven. Um, Four loco. Yeah. No. No. Uh, we talked about it. So it was me, <laughs> and my friend Nico, and then uh, Nico's a uh, former roommate named Michael, who I hadn't met before. Okay. Um, but Michael was great. We had a good time. So Nico got like some like truly hard lemonades, like two of the big cans to go. Those are pretty good. Um, Those do the job. Michael and I got like a, a truly hard, so it was like higher content, mm-hmm. um, just one of them, and then a, a bottle of Tito's, a smaller bottle of vodka. So we we just added the the vodka <laughs> to our already alcohol uh, truly. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, some sir. good pre-gaming, god damn, okay. Yeah, so we pre-game at the hotel room, we, we top off, uh, we finished the bottle, <laughs> the bottle of vodka. Wow. <laughs> it, it wasn't a full bottle, it was like a... Like a smaller one, but okay. still is enough. We're all feeling it. And uh, so this is the night of the 31st and it's like 8 p.m. or so. So we head out and uh, our, we had one mission in mind. Um, previously, we went to this this place for dinner called uh, Pat O'Brien's. Okay. And uh, some people we know previously went there and they, they got a drink called the Hurricane, which uh, is <laughs> kind of advertised like the signature, their, their signature drink. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're like, we need a Hurricane <laughs> We got to go back to Pat O'Brien's. We need the hurricane. 
to kick us off. It's like this big, like red drink of like fruit punch and Lord, Lord knows what alcohol or how much they put in there. It's some, some devilish combination. Hell yeah. But so that's on Bourbon street. So we head out, it's like a 15 minute walk or so. And we get to Bourbon street and it's just, it's just bodies street flooded, <laughs> like, like the street shop to like street shop is just covered, like all down the strip, just filled with people like inside the, inside the bars out on the, out on the road. It's, it's packed. People are having a good so time. We, we shuffle our way through. Yeah. We get to Pat O'Brien's and we get to the bar and there, there's a massive line. It's just people, <laughs> Jeez, but we get in so line and, and okay. we're, we're committed. And Michael and I are definitely feeling the, the Tito's at this point. We're, we're struggling a bit. So we're like, and, and Nico's, Nico's feeling okay. So he's like, yeah, we need the hurricane boys. And uh, Michael and I will we'll split, me and Michael will split one and then Nico needed his own. But it took us so long to get there to fight through the crowd of people. It took us like 30 minutes or so to get up to the bar and get our drinks. Uh-huh. So by that time we got there, we were just like, just slightly starting to sober up a bit. So like, yeah, full send. <laughs> we each get our own hurricane. Let's go. <laughs> so we, yeah, we, we secure our hurricanes. Um, and then we kind of leave Bourbon Street. We go back to the river, uh, back to the Mississippi River along the river walk and uh, chill there. We, we down our, our hurricanes, uh, which was a battle. Was it um, a lot? You know, Is that why? Or was it the alcohol content? It, it was strong. It was strong. But you know, like when a drink is like so strong, like it's hard to drink the first half, but then like the second half, you just don't taste anything. Yeah. That's when you're getting that good buzz going. You're feeling yourself. You got that yeah. confidence. You're like <laughs> down the hatch boys. Yeah. First half was a struggle. Second half was nothing. <laughs> just numb at that point. Um, so yeah, we're now we're, now we're feeling it. We're <laughs> was like, okay. It, it, it we're sauced on the river. Um, and it's like 1030. And like, uh, we're both, we're all like, what are we going to do? We got like an hour and a half to kill. Okay. And, uh, Michael's like, let, let's hit up a country bar. He oh, saw like a country bar shit. in Bourbon street. So, uh, mission country bar. So now we go, we go back to Bourbon street, you know, <laughs> stumbling our way through the crowd and then <laughs> we make it into a country bar and then, you know, they're, they're playing all the country bops and then they have like a, a decent sized dance floor. And, and we just we go at it. <laughs> we just, we just let loose. We're screaming. Our our bodies are flailing everywhere. The the country music is going. You're having a good time. Uh, I, yeah, I think I sent you a few videos of that. Uh, everyone is sauced. <laughs> you guys are sauced I, up. <laughs> I'm like screaming in the videos, like shouting. God bless Michael. He was dancing his heart out. Like I. I watched that video. It warms my heart. It's it's the look of pure joy. It looks he just like has like the biggest smile on his face, and he's he's going at it. Just so much fun. He's and, uh, he's having a good time. God damn. Pure joy. Yeah. So me and Michael were were taking over the dance floor. We were all out. So uh, yeah, we dance our hearts out for forty five minutes or so, uh, and then it's time. Uh, we got to make it back to the river. Uh, that's where the fireworks show is for, for New Year's. Okay. So uh, we stumble out of the bar, ears ring, make the make the walk back to the river. We get there like five minutes before and then chill out there and then uh, count, in the, count in the new year and watch the big fireworks show go off. It's a damn it's a good, good way to start your year. Holy shit. I, 
That sounds like so much fun. I, <laughs> you're just stumbling across Bourbon Street, <laughs> weaving through people. Holy shit! Did you leave with it a bunch a of beads? What is that, Mardi Gras? Yeah, Mardi Gras. We did go to. The, they had a, a New Year's Eve parade. Okay. Um, well, that was also for the Sugar Bowl. Um, so they had like it's like a big college football game. So they had a uh, Baylor and Ole Miss playing. Um, but it was like a two and a half hour parade. It was like the longest, like biggest parade I've ever seen. Wow. They had like a bunch of performers. They had the teams come through. They had like huge floats and they were throwing out cups. They were throwing out beads. Did you leave with any uh, merch? It was just a vibe. <laughs> yeah. I got some, I think I have like three beads and like two cups. Yeah. And like a, a little like beer, like a, like a mug beer or like cup. Okay. It's like something that goes like a cooler like you put your beer can into oh, it. like a koozie is that what it is or what is a koozie yeah, yeah, yeah okay mm-hmm. a koozie some um, mementos yeah. heck yeah some memories uh the next morning though oh my god like uh, getting up at 3 30 to get to new orleans easy but uh getting up at 7 30 on the first to catch my flight was killer do you dehydrate and i split it <laughs> Dehydrate, yeah. I mean, hadn't drinking water since like eight, <laughs> since we like left the hotel room, just like full shebang, like headaches, stomachs feeling terrible, like sleep deprived. Oh no, everything. And and I I like stumble out of bed and I, I pack up, I get ready to go, and uh, me and my friend Nico were split, we're split in one room, and then Michael was in a hotel down the road. Um, so I was gonna catch a an Uber with Michael to the airport. Okay, we had our flight at. His was like an hour earlier, but it's a long Uber, so we're, we're just going to split it. So I'm like, I'm fully packed up and dressed. I got my suitcase. I open the door, like ready to go out into the world. And I'll, I like say goodbye to Nico. Uh, <laughs> and then I just stand there for like 10 seconds. I'm like, this is not going to happen. Were you going to bark <laughs> or what? what? I did, yeah, I go I go back. I go to the bathroom. I, I pray to the porcelain god for a few minutes. <laughs> oh, no. You I, were on your knees. As co- I clear it out. <laughs> That 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 gives me the the slight boost I need. <laughs> so with that, I'm out the door. <laughs> Be a little slightly better, but still not good. It's very classy, very classy. <laughs> I know I feel bad. It's New Year's, you know. Hey, it's a uh, you and, did it right. Yeah, I meet up with Michael at his hotel. <laughs> it's like he comes down the elevator and he's like, "I called the Uber. It's two minutes away." Uh, and you, you can tell he's not doing good either. <laughs> it's like, no. you want to sit down? I'm like, yeah, I want to sit down. <laughs> we just go sit there. Uh, we rally though, but I was going to say, you need some I, coffee or some bacon or something to rally and like pull your guys's, pull you guys together. Yeah. My flight got delayed a bit. So I had three hours at the airport. Oh, geez. Uh, which turned out to be a blessing because it gave me plenty of time. I think I dropped like 40 bucks at the airport. <laughs> trying to sober up yeah. yeah i bought like a starbucks espresso i bought like a like a vitamin water um you were i bought so like one of those like over. green green smoothies i got like two chicken sandwiches from shake shack <laughs> i did it all i drank you, like two hydros you could have shot a youtube video there hey what's going on everybody it, it's your boy <laughs> back with the new year's hangover <laughs> today i'm gonna buy two I was waters <laughs> Yeah, I was revived. That that airport brought me back to life. So thankfully, by the time uh, it was time to get on the plane and fly back, I, w- I was feeling good. So 
That's how you do it. That's how you go to New Orleans. You leave it all out on the table. You go learn some things. You go to a parade. You you party it up and <laughs> feel like shit in the morning and you rally. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gotta do it. Yeah. In one of those full send kind of nights. Gotta do it. Those feel good. I, I love those moments when you're in the moment. You're like, oh, this is this is good. This is going to be good. When you get the idea to go to a country bar at like 1030. Hell yeah. You... <laughs> that was a vibe. Country bar in New Orleans. Like, Heck yeah. yeah. It was it was a good time. We uh, I think I, I, I was like at the parade. There were two teams as Ole Miss and Baylor. Mm-hmm. And uh more Baylor fans there than Ole Miss fans. So I don't know. We were bored. Uh, so we're like, uh, we'll pretend we're like from Ole Miss and be like big Ole Miss fans. So we would like go crazy when Ole Miss walked by and like boo Baylor. <laughs> you, you guys to, shift sides. Sh- <laughs> my, my voice was gone by the end of the night from screaming. Oh, man. So yeah. I, yeah. I got, when I got like more drunk that night, I would just like walk up to Michael or Nikosh Bay. I would shout out Ole Miss. <laughs> I think I said that like 30 times that night. On, and then it would just get us fired up. <laughs> Ole Miss lost the next day, by the way. Oh, rip. Can't, rip. can't win them all. Yeah. I need a rep boulder like that. <laughs> Yo, Sco I've never rep boulder. Sco buffs. But- <laughs> yeah, I've repped Ole Miss more than boulder. <laughs> Yeah, you associate yourself once with them, and you're on you're on that roller coaster. That's it. <laughs> well, you're a, a rebel for life. God that damn, that's a good story. Yeah, I don't know. So, what's next in your on your travel plans? Do you have any future trips planned? I uh, no no trips planned yet. Nothing big on the horizon. I, I want to come out to Colorado soon. Um. I have some grad school interviews. I should hear back about the next month. Whoa. Okay. And some schools do those in person. No um, shit. Wow. Although that seems doubtful right now with Omicron and everything. I was going to say. I don't think they'll do that. Okay. But there is a small chance, like if I get an interview at uh, CU Boulder or CU Denver, that they'll, they'll fly me out there for an interview. So I'm hoping for that. But That'd be badass. We'll if you need somewhere to stay. You've got me, you've got Abby, you've got plenty of options if you don't want to pay. And then we could, I don't know, do you have any plans for if and when you return? Uh, not particularly. I mean, I would stay for like a weekend or something. Yeah. I, I can't take too much time off work. Maybe take like a, a day, maybe right. do like a three, four day weekend type thing. Um, but yeah. Uh, any plans for you? Travel plans? No. I saw that... Uh... My roommate had brought up that there were uh, tickets available round trip to Hawaii for like 300 bucks, which is not Ooh. bad, not bad. But I need yeah. to get a set of wheels first. I need to get that out of the way and then then I could travel. So mm-hmm. a couple more months and then I'll start thinking about it. Sounds good. Get that local travel, yeah. <laughs> the international travel. I like... Uh, we had watched that uh, surfing show. What was it called? The Hundred Foot Wave. Uh, oh yeah, Nazare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nazare. Oh, it'd be so cool to go there uh, just to see those waves. I don't know if there's. I can't imagine that there's a whole lot to do around that area. Maybe there is, but a little bit of traveling and exploring would be fun. Go get out on mm-hmm. the water. 
you want to tow me in, Brandon? <laughs> I'll you... my jet ski. I got you. <laughs> We'd hit one wave and I would be underwater. We'd be a five-foot wave. We wouldn't even make it out to the big one. There's no way. I've never been surfing. But yeah, I think Nazareth is a good place to learn how. <laughs> It'll kill you. Absolutely. You'll either learn no, how. That's to... a bucket list place uh, I want to visit. Nazareth. Extreme sports are wild. I think this is a topic we need to talk about maybe next episode as well. Is like, what was his name? Dave McNamara? Or I, I forget. It was McNamara. I, I, that was his mm-hmm. last name, right? Yep. So that's wild. And then we just finished watching um, The Alpinist. The Alpinist or Alpinist? I don't It's like Alpinist. Alpinist. Either one. And yeah. then 14 Peaks. Teen Peaks was my favorite of the three. Yeah, that guy had such a cool story. Maybe we'll close out with this one. We've got maybe five minutes on the clock here. So this man was in the special forces. I what was his name? Do you recall his name? I am terrible with names. I I am I am too. I'll watch a movie, even like my favorite movies, and I don't know any of the characters' names. <laughs> I just don't bother to learn. It's I just focus on uh on the story unfolding nothing but uh, we should get this right nothing is impossible i love that project impossible <laughs> that that's what it was called project possible nepali mountaineer nim that was his name so the band nim he was in the the british military was that I think it was the British military, and then he became special forces for a little bit. I could be getting the story wrong, so I'll wait for your input on that. But it was shot so well. I think it's up there with, like you said, Free Solo. It was done that way. He was born in Nepal. um, But yeah, I think you're right. I think he did join British special forces for a bit. And he climbed one one mountain, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm going to get out of the military. I can it. do this. Yeah, I think that what was also, I mean, like, I wish this was like a mini series. Like, it felt so rushed uh, in the the documentary, like the two hour documentary or whatever. Like, I wanted like a 14 episode, like, mini series. Like, each one I feel like could have been its own, like, hour length story. I would have watched I mean, it. They would, they would just brush over like the craziest things. Like, they would like rescue this guy. Like they would climb this mountain and then they'd like, Hey, yo, someone's stuck up there. Let's and then they go up. back up and like, yeah. like rescue this guy when no one else would. And their team was a, they're a bunch of badasses. All of them. Like they, <laughs> they were just trucking up the mountain and they got put in some pretty crazy situations. Um, there was someone that did end up dying, right? The first or second ascent, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, there was, uh, there was one guy that they couldn't, they couldn't rescue. Uh, no one else came to help yeah. bring supplies and oxygen. But his goal ultimately was to climb 14 peaks in under a year. Was, does that sound right? Uh, seven months. Seven months. Yep. That's got to be the, uh, the MILF, the man I'd like to fuck up the day. The, the <laughs> That man, like he, he had his pack running through the <laughs> Nepali mountains. That man was just, he was going. There's nothing he couldn't do. It's like rescue mission, fine. Let's get in the helicopter. 
Yeah. You, you, if you ask me like with my ignorant perspective, like how long like would be like the world record, like where it's theoretically possible to climb the highest 14 peaks. Like I would have said like two years would be insane. But seven months. I mean, you have like multiple years in a row where people fail to climb like K2. Right. It's like, I mean, that one alone, like that one's going to crater your mission. And then like, let alone add in 13 more. And the last peak, they had to get permission from China, right? Like, yeah, and then you had the whole like political thing at the end. And of course, like no one had climbed that mountain in so long that that like that like turned out to be a really dangerous climb as well because you had all this like loosely packed snow and stuff. And the mountain wasn't very well like regulated or controlled. Really? But, uh, yeah, just the sheer force of will was crazy. He's just like, yeah, I like I sleep three hours. I like <laughs> like train for like fifteen hours, and then like study, and then like call all these sponsors, and My, he's just uh just an unbelievably it's a driven man, and right there. hardworking person, motivated. Yeah, that's right. And my favorite part was when they were at one of the campsites, and they meet the other campers there that were kind of. Um, they were down in the dumps, you know, they had gotten some bad weather or something like that. They're like, let's party. So they start partying. And I think yeah. that happened like three times in the movie where they have some party and they wake up hungover. I'm like, God damn. Like, I can't. I'm in a mountain hungover. Like, no way. Yeah, no way. I wouldn't. I, wouldn't. I barely got to my Uber. <laughs> They're like, put this on all climbing this gear. A, a peak. They're tunneling through yeah, that, snow and just going straight up. It is also a, just uh, another aspect of it was they're just also like positive and upbeat throughout like all this like suffering and like unbelievable hardship. And like they would always like, you know, like you said, like just show up and like drink, have a good time, like still go out of their way, way to like help people or like, rescue other people, even when like jeopardize their own mission. Like, yeah, really that's inspiring stuff. Some positive mentality. They called each other brothers. It, it looked like such a good time when they're at the low. What what is the elevation? Eight thousand meters. Like when they're below, below that line, yeah. they don't use the oxygen, and they're kind of having a more fun time. Those that was nice to see. It was a nice like a relief, like a comedic relief away from all the stress and pressure that would soon, you know, that they would soon face. So that that movie hit all kinds of different emotions. The man loved his mom too. Oh, mm-hmm. mom pulled through. Hell yeah! Yeah, it, it, this movie had everything. It really was <laughs> an all-encompassing movie. Uh, I just wish it was longer. I, I want. I feel like there's so much more there. But um, he said he has another project in the works. So hopefully, uh, something after bigger, the success right? of 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 this one on Netflix, that uh, he'll get a more sponsors and. Uh, We'll get a, a more in-depth look at the next project. Looking forward to it. So if there's one thing to take away to from, I think, what year did that occur in? Do you know? Was that last year? or like? um, I have the Wikipedia pulled up. Okay. Um, 2019. Wow. Okay. A couple years ago. Yeah. Well, also like right in time before the pandemic hit. Yeah, that, uh, that would have shit on his mind. He wouldn't have been able to do that either. No way. Yeah. So if there's something to take away, nothing is impossible. Got it. Just stay driven. <laughs> Just project possible. That's the mentality.
I think my 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 favorite part of the movie is when they they're like halfway through or whatever, and then they roll up to K two, which is like you know like generally viewed as like one of the hardest or the hardest mountain to climb. Then you have all those people at base camp like, yo, we we can't do it. Like this is a failure. Like let's all just go. Like why'd you guys even show up? Right. And then they just drink drink and party. <laughs> and then like the next day they like lay out this like incredibly detailed plan and like yeah we'll do it. <laughs> And then they just they just fucking climb it. They execute. <laughs> and, like, and then everyone else is like, oh shit. <laughs> and then like other people like just follow their lead and just yeah. go up and climb. A couple join them. That's that's got that's inspirational right there. They rally, they're like, this is the game plan, let's go. Like, yeah, we'll we'll just try it. Yeah. Just easy. See what we can do. Nothing crazy. But any any last words here, Brandon? After the first episode of the year, this is the first episode, isn't um, it? It is. Wow. Yes, sir. Yeah, we will probably be back next week um, again with another one since we we skipped last week because I I was traveling and you of course were dealing with uh, Wi-Fi outages and <laughs> existential <laughs> <laughs> dangers. So the end of my world. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, intro song is in progress. In um, progress. Hopefully, we have that. Hopefully. Here soon. Maybe for the next episode or, or the one after. We'll get it out soon. I'm going to give it two episodes top and tops. And then if we can't get something going there, we're going to make our own song. We're going <laughs> to make our own beat. We'll do it ourselves. <laughs> we're going to do it ourselves. But no, I'll hold out hope. And I'm looking forward to having some kind of intro and putting in a little bit of work here and there. Um, so fun topics, fun stories. I'll keep my ears open. Hope you guys look forward to it. It'd be nice to monkeys. God damn. Be nice to the monkeys. They have posable thumbs. <laughs> That's the lesson of the day. They'll fuck you up. Those, those little guys are bitter. Hide your kids. Hide your wives. Most importantly, <laughs> hide your dogs. All right, everyone. Hide your dogs, man. See you next time. Bye. Bye.